0: Outs Oh! Oh! Oh, hey, on goal! On goal. Oh, goal! No. Justin on goal! Through the zone, his mom taking matters in his own hands. Oh! feints a shot, shoots. Oh! oh my word! <laughs> B-Y-G <laughs> Celebrity does the sweeping of the ice. My feet speedy really does it still. Just chance. Oh! It's oh, a goal
1: from Nicholas Hauger! And now he's celebrating. The oh God,
2: it's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no,
1: i sorry. Oh, sorry, We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Hello everybody and welcome uh, to the uh, BIHA podcast. Nick, I almost said there'll be no gl- glory podcast there, but we're starting to do our thing again. How are you doing, Nick?
2: I can't honestly believe that you're literally 10 seconds into the podcast and you've already plugged your own channel again.
1: <laughs> accidents keep happening <laughs> um, well it was either that or I was going to ask if you were reminiscing about the time we went to Switzerland so uh,
2: I, I, I mean, well come on like let's at least make our listeners wait until the end to get the BYJ podcast bingo card complete
1: <laughs> since you've now
2: done all blaze no glory and Switzerland there's not that many greatest hits left I suppose
1: no, no. Um and we've got a bit of a um, well, not a round table, I remember a triangle table as we're joined by um Glasgow Stags, Goalie and uh, Music Aficionado. Um Matthew Gibb, how are you doing, Matthew? Yeah, not bad, Richard. Thanks for having me. He just called me Richard, that's weird. Um so uh, Matthew, I thought you'd get you on, chat a little bit about the stags and you've got your taster session tonight. We're recording on the twenty-sixth of September. Um was it like this will be your second year in hockey now I think fully is that right?
3: Second full year actually I like having a go at it yeah um, I yeah I'm, I'm so excited I've, we'll be kind of rounded off our first full season last year with nationals and um, yeah while well, we didn't get the silverware that we were kind of hoping to get we just didn't manage to get over the line with a couple of things. Um, yeah, we're just happy to have got that first season out the way, and now we can actually focus because we know what we're playing for. We know we know what we're doing now, so yes, yeah, it's, it's good to be good to be in the show, if you know what I mean. Excellent, and uh, Nick,
1: I maybe say it before you will. I, I don't think any of the teams that um, even one got the silverware they were hoping for. Is is that right?
2: Well, I was more hoping that uh, like he can give us some tips if he knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm I'm always up for. Up for pointers, because I don't really know what I'm doing anymore. I don't know about you, Rambo.
1: No, I've kind of lost my way, but um, the stag seem to be getting it figured out, so that was good. Um, yeah, and you guys had good. a bit of a, a bit of a heartbreaking loss in the, in the knockouts. Um, but before we, we maybe go into reliving that bit of it, tell us about how you got into ice hockey.
3: Um, So I started, I, I went to watch the Brayhead clan at the time. Um, I think it was in their second season, first season, second season. I was just in awe of the goaltending. I just loved the fact that like it just didn't look human, you know? Like it looked as if people were just gliding around. Um, and then I was like, right, I'm gonna get myself into this. Played juniors for a year, and then I kind of just it took a backseat because music took over. But um, I picked it back up uh, late 2019. Um, and I was like yeah let, let's make a go this. the stags had just been founded at this point i think they played like a couple of games but i'd only just heard about them um i actually bumped into oliver ebdy who's the stags founder and he was the president at the time um and yeah he suggested come and join him for them because uh the one thing that i was good at a public skate session was just like going really fast but you don't really see that like i can i can skate really really fast in a straight line. Um, but Um yeah, so he wasn't around. He's like, you should come try out for his man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. And then COVID happened and I missed that. But then we started with a bit of street hockey and then we kicked into on-ice training, even though we were driving to Whitley Bay at times. And uh, yeah, then we had our first full season. Cool,
1: cool. And uh, and you guys seem to be enjoying that. Um, it seemed to be a lot of uh, a lot of good banter. Um, I think Nick and I chatted about how... Uh, the stags were the refreshing sort of, um, you know, the newbies that still have all that um, hockey spirit in them, uh, Nick, rather than some of the, the veterans that are a bit round and a bit grim some of the time.
2: I think the, the best way of describing it, Rambo, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree, it's like having a new puppy. Well, it's excited by everything and excited to be there. And you know what? For, for, um, <clears throat> for someone who's becoming prehistoric and certainly speaking on behalf of Rambo, who definitely is Jurassic, um, it's nice to uh, it's nice to see that, and it's quite refreshing, as you
0: said. Uh
3: yeah, cheers, Nick. Um, yeah, nah like I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy that like I've like hit hockey at a point where there's a team that, yeah, like I, I could see in the live stream, like we, we were bringing like our full team, just like full jerseys, full kit, just like well-rounded product, putting it on the ice, and it was, uh, it's just as, as a marvel to watch as well as be part of.
1: Yeah. No, certainly.
2: Um, you guys presented yourself well, both on and off the ice, and, and certainly, uh, I think there's a lot of clubs who probably could have a good look at themselves and look at the way that the the Stags have what they've done in a short spirit, space of time, and realise that um, if you just give things a bit, a little bit of love and care and attention, you can uh, you can do great things.
0: Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah. But oh, why have you got your shoes off?
3: No reason. No reason.
2: Well, I'm
1: guessing it involves Nottingham,
2: but that's a different uh, that's a different topic. But uh, Rambo, before we move on, I know you're kind of, you normally know lead these shenanigans. That's fine. Uh, make sure, I don't know if it's on your list, but make sure you ask him the uh, infamous Burke question. It's always good to get the opinion of a goalie
1: on... Uh,
3: Burke question. I'm looking forward to this. Is,
1: what about, is is Burke the goat is that the question
2: Whoa, no 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 the question about obviously can a, can a goalie win a game or whatever ah means.
1: right sorry that question yeah so um there is a theory uh, that we had i would say debated but it was more argued between nick and uh, nick and burke um about the theory whether a, that a goalie cannot win a game for a team the best the goalie can do is tie unless the goalie can score a goal what are your thoughts on that theory
3: Oh, I've seen I've seen goalies win games. I've seen goalies win games single-handedly. It's just the players need to score. But if you're not if if you're conceding too many goals, you're not giving the players the option to get you out in front. So, uh, yeah, like there, there was a goalie that played for the Clan in 2014, Kyle Jones, and I saw him single-handedly steal games night after night. I think he had 13 shutouts in the year. Um, and he was just he was impeccably good, but just this weird, flopping hash egg like, but like slightly modern style. And it was just it was something that was marvelous to watch, but at the same time, yeah, I, I would honestly say a goalie can not steal a game, but I'm biased, of course. Okay,
1: well that's that's so, so Rambo.
2: Rambo, are you, are you can you kindly update Burke with obviously the revised scoreline of it's now two one to
1: me. Burke is an avid mm. listener of the po- listener of the podcast, and he may have returned stateside but he will still probably listen to the podcast
2: well uh, speaking of returning it's Burke's turn to return serve in that case then
1: yeah um well no doubt we'll have Burke on I mean we're getting we're we're in episode 70 something now so we're getting near 100 we'll need to get back on again since we talk about nearly every episode whether he's here or not uh so <laughs> um uh, yeah so no that's 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 a fair point uh Matt and, and, and in terms of importance in sports and I don't know if you watch a lot of sports but Nick and I have had this dis- this debate before about goalies and we reckon that maybe after quarterback in American football but goalie in ice hockey is the most important sports position in well, team sports what, what's
3: your thoughts on that? Of course I was I was thinking this yesterday actually we were playing a charity game against uh, a team of uh, <coughs> old boys <coughs> called uh, the Outlaws and um yeah, uh, I was thinking this as it was tied, 4-4, four, four, like two minutes left, and they came in and slid it past 5-1. I'm like, yeah, somebody more important should be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I, I think just that ability, goaltending is a mental game more than it's a physical game, in my opinion, because all the movement is micromanaged. It's, it's all like tiny little movements. It's 80% about how you stand, how you place yourself, how you plant yourself in the ice give you the best opportunity to move in certain directions that that's fine but the mental element is something that i've never really come across because i don't get nervous like ever until us like step on a sheet of ice and like i said i go gear like, um yeah um honestly like I, i've never like felt butterflies or like nerves like that before and i've like played to crowds of 10 20 thousands before and i've just yeah it's, it's unreal yeah
1: yeah and when you're talking about crowds of 10 20,000, you're talking in your music trade, right? Not in your... Uh... <laughs> of course.
3: Of course. <laughs> I, I,
2: was, I was about to say, you picked on that, Rambo. I was going to pick on something else. I don't know what? about you, Rambo. Mentally, I've always thought I could do the splits. Physically, very different game.
1: Well, that's that's very true as well. I can... Uh, I can well, the only thing I can split is the arse of my trousers normally if I try and do the splits. So... <laughs>
2: <laughs> However, for, if memory serves me correctly, you are pretty mean at the uh, at the worm.
1: Who, who me? Yes. I, I think when I do it, it's called slug. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> From memory, though, the, uh, the that nightclub bouncer in Sheffield definitely
1: enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I think he tried to throw me out if I was going to do it again.
3: Is uh, this at nationals this year?
1: No, this was years ago when we got absolutely
2: uh, this 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 is when we were like we, we had enough time and uh were young enough to enjoy life
1: yeah we used to we used to get to go and do things and on a saturday night at, at nationals and now we can't go out anymore but i That's think really it's-
3: optimistic thanks for us guys
1: yeah <laughs> um so uh i suppose before we, we move on to the music side of things um what was the uh what's the stag's Sort of looking like in the recruitment and things this year, are they are they, are they ready to go?
3: Um, I'll probably tell you after tonight. Well, I'll be able to tell you after tonight. I've not got a real picture of who the fresh faces are. And um, we got a new guy, uh, Eunice, who is he's huge. He's like it's just finished, like sort of Victor Headman style player, man. He's just he's got that ability to just dance around people. And everybody who was chatting to me after that charity game we played yesterday. Um, was asking me who he was and I'm like yeah, yeah he's cool isn't he yeah um, and yeah like we, Craig Orr is, is looking great in terms of goaltending um, we got an influx of goalies I think Ross Wotherspoon is looking to try out his, his goaltending abilities very very soon um, so um, I think he's actually strapping on the pads for the first time tonight um, and we'll see how that goes
1: Nice Ross Witherspoon, from what I remember, he, very good hockey player, but a lot of arms and legs, very
3: long <laughs> levers. Of uh, course, like surely that is the the essence of goaltending, you know, just getting your arms out there, man. Yeah, he's going to be like a sort of
1: starfish, I think, um, type of <laughs> goals. Uh, but no, good for him. It's, good. I mean, I think everyone should give it a bash. Nick and I have talked about this before as well. Uh, and Nick, you you've you've heard your own players and the one at the goalie and, uh, and all you want to do is say, well, well, go and ghost yourself then. Is that, is that your job? Well, yeah,
2: my, 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 first comment on hearing that was anyone, has anyone informed him that basically um, in the words of Star Wars, it's trap that you go in once, if you've even vaguely intimate that you've enjoyed it, you then become the residential traffic cone for the foreseeable future. Um, that's, that's how generally it worked. I, I did it once just to help out and, um, a couple of seasons later was doing double duties of outskater and uh, playing goal as a spare hobby. But, uh, uh, yeah, Rambo's correct. Like, until you've been in once, I don't think anyone's allowed to ever comment on goaltending, good, bad, or indifferent, until you've done it at least once yourself.
3: No. Yeah, totally.
1: And um, and finally, before uh, before we move on to the music thing a bit more, um, a, a bit more at all, Um, what's what's your sort of goals for the season?
3: Um I'd just like to be able to play at a really competitive level. Um maybe take a step up from where I had been last season. Um there wasn't really the entire like I, I know I'm a quick reactor, but I know that um my technical side of things needs a little bit of a step up. Um a big bit of a step up actually. But um yeah, I'm just looking forward to that. I've uh, actually I'm injured at the moment, I've got a hernia, so I'm waiting on surgery for that. Um, but I'm still playing. Like th- there's no point in not playing right now because it's not an injury that you can really aggravate like a- in a big way. You know, like you can still play on it, but you just need to wait for that to get sorted out. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be great to meet some new people this season. Um, and I'm just I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. You know, it's, it's a great little vibe that the uh, playing in a hockey team has. You know, it's it's, it's loads of fun, and I guess like kind of just makes you feel like. You're playing the sport for like a great reason, like whether you're playing it to have fun or it doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just a kick about. Like it's just, it's got that sort of camaraderie and just, yeah, it's great.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. And, and just to clarify, is that is that hernia from from carrying the team in some games, or
3: I may have done the splits in an awkward angle.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Right. Well, as long as uh, you're getting that scene to and you're not you're not in too much pain, then continue to enjoy your
3: hockey. Um, it's fine. It's, it happened at the start of last season, and uh, yeah, I've been on the waiting list for about a year and a half now. So yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to when that comes around.
1: They made a different stuff in Glasgow, are not they?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Nick, anything on that?
2: Sounds <laughs> painful. <clears throat>
3: um, no.
2: Then best of luck with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and also, you could let me know which leg it is in case we do come across you this year, and I need to uh, need to know where we're aiming.
3: Well, uh, it's not even in a leg. That's the best part about it. So you'll you, you just need to guess under all that Michelin man gear. <laughs> um, although you are the goalie who famously
1: came up the stairs um, and done a little bit on the live stream and said, yeah, my weakest, my weakest area is my five hole," <laughs> it for everyone to hear. So I'm surprised you, you managed to keep that one by, back uh, back there.
3: It's uh, it's still leaky, it's still very leaky.
2: <laughs> but to be fair, Rambo, everybody who's in the building is not listening to the live stream, so unless they've got any spies out there, it was a pretty uh, heads up play, I think.
1: I don't know, the Kent guy had spies, remember? Like Papa oh. <laughs> Kent sending sending his son a message that he was to mur- try and mug you off, and he made more of a fool of himself. Um,
3: does he only, not like, do that? Did he not do that after scoring on me as well? He he may have done, but you guys. Yeah.
1: that was that was ended up all right in
3: the end. But that was a bad goal. That was from the halfway line. Yeah, he's a he was
1: um yeah he was a good player. It was just kind of, you know, go coast to coast when it's six 0 and then start celebrating like you've won the Stanley Cup. It's not exactly, cricket, you know. Um, anyway, let's move on. We, we like to go off piste. Um, so uh, Matthew. Tell us a bit about how you got into music and uh, a bit about what it is you you do essentially.
3: Um so I I've always been like this kind of lover of music. I I I don't really know how to totally describe it I guess like I I've got a condition called synesthesia where when I hear certain sounds they like project like images like and like what I can see. So when I'm hearing like people talking, sometimes I can see like wavy lines, like what you would on like an audiogram. Um, but then like some songs can bring out like like flowers, like just like blooming, like oh, it's, it's weird, it's weird. I'm not tripping, honestly. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I'd like sang away since I was a kid. Um, my parents gave me the push that I needed um, to teach myself guitar. I went out busking when I was. 13 and then started playing gigs and i've been a professional musician um as in like you know like getting paid to do it, my job for about seven and a half years now um and i've toured i've toured the uk i've toured belgium and i've played all over ireland um anywhere and i write songs for people as well these days um people who want to get the music um, heard and uh, want to get the music but like up higher and they need just a little bit of kind of songwriting flair i guess i, I i'm not trying to big myself up too much but if you know if there's anybody that wants a song written um yeah so um yeah now I've, I've done a i've done a shed load and i'm planning on doing a shed load more
1: brilliant brilliant and um just that uh, you, you mentioned guitar did you do you, is, do you play any other instruments or is it just mainly the guitar
3: um singer guitarist drummer um, I play a bit of keys as well but um, yeah, voice, guitar and drums are the three main ones that I'll uh, I'll stick to for now at least
1: Cool, cool and um, just for, obviously for anyone hunting for it we are going to play a bit of a a track or, or a whole of a track but we're going to play a track um, hopefully it works <laughs> uh, what, what is uh, what sort of um, what, what are you under on
3: Spotify
1: and Apple Music and the like,
3: right, under Matthew Gibb, just plain and simple, the same name that's on the back of my Stags jersey, you know, just ta da, jazz hands, um, yeah, I'm just yeah, you can find me there, plain and simple, Matthew Gibb. Cool, cool.
1: And um, in terms of uh, sort of genre, now I, I know that I listened to, I've I've listened to a couple others since, but when I first listened to the track that we're going to play, which is Holding On um i described it as a sort of a little bit sean mullins which is maybe a niche reference nick do you know who sean mullins is no yeah. okay um <laughs> cross with uh cross with sorry obviously got a bit of a glass twang so the vocal sounded like a, a little bit like an acoustic twin atlantic track but you know it wasn't the same as twin atlantic it was a different vibe but um yeah so uh I don't know if that's how you describe yourself, but what, what sort of genre do you do you consider yourself to be?
3: Uh, to be fair, like, the description that you've just done is, like, I get a different description most times. People say I'm, like, a, a grunty male Amy McDonald. Um, some people liken it to George Ezra. It just depends on, like, what... I, I don't even know. Like, a, a, I get a different one every time. Um, I really like to say it's, like, indie folk. Is the wee sort of little corner that I like to put in, but um, it can equally come under folk pop. But folky is the kind of main undertone um, that I'd really put under that.
1: Okay, and um, just just spitballing names here. If, when you do eventually remix everything as happy hardcore, are you just going for like Gibby and your number? Is that how you're gonna how it's gonna work?
3: DJ Gibby Twenty. DJ yeah, of 20 course. 20? of course of course that, that that'll be that'll be it. I don't even want number 20 but I had to pick it
1: <laughs> right well we're going to we're going to get hopefully this works and it records properly we're going to um record play a bit of this song um just in case anyone's listening who's an absolute raj we actually have matthew gibbon so we do have permission for this to be played in our podcast hello <laughs> <laughs>
2: um is also a, 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 in the lawyer world. So the there you go.
3: I never knew <laughs> that.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Your Honor. <laughs> uh, right, let's see. So share screen. Let's say uh, let's try this. Uh, that one. Share sound. Share. Right, okay. Now it's uh 118 is the we're what st- we're starting from because I believe that's the radio edit. Is that right, Matt?
3: Sir, yes, sir.
1: <laughs> so here we go. Let's have a we'll give this a wee bit of a blast. Um and Uh, we'll not talk during it because otherwise it'll definitely just start and then we'll have a wee bit of a review after
0: Do you remember all those weekends I spent driving in the cold You'll never know I did that Sometimes I guess I'll never change And I hope you're coming home to me Some night in four years' time And I hope I then I've changed And i am not holding, holding, on And I hope you see a better me Cause I'm sure that I don't know will be fine Cause I'm still holding, holding on and it's true you barely know me But I think I really love you Cause it took me just one look To know your coffee tastes the same Then you said that I don't mean it I hope I never do It only took me just one look To wipe your smile just like it sting seen all the words you said that made me scream Pouring my emotions on the floor Sometimes I try to coincide And I see that I've been colorblind But the door's been shut, now I can see the truth I hope you're coming home to me Some night in four years' time by then I've changed and I'm not holding, holding on And I hope you see a better me Cause I'm sure that I don't know Just make sure we we'll find Cause I'm still holding, holding
1: that's the first time you've heard that but uh, That is the first time I've heard that Yeah, I, I, I actually really love that tune and I, the first time I played it was in the car with the, with the wife and she couldn't believe it was somebody I knew from from just like hockey um, She thought most of the hockey players I knew were sort of like me and you Just Your spoons just Throw enough at the wall and hopefully some of it sticks but that it's yeah, genuinely good, Matthew So mm-hmm. um, Thank you Thank you for letting us share that um, no, that great. is the sort of... We, we started this song a bit later because that was the kind of radio edit. Um, but there is a, a 1 minute 18 at the start of that that's a good... It's uh, a good listen as well. Um, so hard hardcore drum and bass for 1 minute 18 seconds.
3: <laughs> of course, and then, then we mellow it out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, to be fair, the, the, the 1 minute 18 is the sort of Sean mullins bit. <laughs> so if anyone it does know who Sean Mullins is, um, if there's any you know, Gen Xers or Boomers listening, um, then uh, it's at the first start of it. So um yeah, uh crack and tune and um what's that what's that one about? Or you well I mean some people don't like to tell us, but uh
3: I don't care, man. I'm an open book. Um yeah, uh, this song I I went on a date with uh somebody who turned out to be my girlfriend and we've been together just over a year now. Um I wrote the song straight after this because it just I just felt myself like teeming with like ideas and stuff. Like I was just I was just so like I don't know exuberant about things. Um and it was the first time I'd met her and I was just like how am I so exuberant about this? So I just wrote this about like what I pictured could be um the future. Um and for one year down the line, maybe three more later, and I'll be, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Very nice, very nice. Um, so Nick, Nick, what did you make of that? Is that is that going in your uh, your Spotify shuffle?
2: Yep, it will be. I'll uh, you'll, you'll hopefully be seeing the the plays go up with the notifications. But um, I was just saying to Brandon, on our game as well. And this is uh. This is new for the podcast, and I think Rambo is going to give me enough rope here to to go with this. I want to issue a BYJ podcast challenge.
1: Okay.
2: In 190 days, it is the beginning of April. You have at least 190 days to write a song about Rambo to be played at nationals. <laughs> On the live stream, we'll set it up, joke and make magic happen. We'll hire out the Sheffield Arena. We'll get everything sorted. 100, 100, 189 days, I think it is. Like cha- cha- challenge thrown out there. Do you accept?
3: I mean, I accept. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> I'm just thinking right now, what can I write about Rambo?
2: Well, you got hundred, hundred ninety days to do some research and. I'm oh, that's to- a
3: brief, man. That's a brief. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rambo the, the people at home who are
1: listening can't see your face right now <laughs> I, I know I know um I'm I'm what's what's, what's your reaction to this I will be uh it's a it's an unusual challenge normally it's things like Miller Watch uh, where we just get people randomly take pictures of Andy Miller um I had no part of this, which is unusual as well. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I think I'm pretty, quite good. Is this like a sort of theme tune for for uh, idea? The
0: B.I.G. theme tune, the song about Rambo. Yeah. Oh,
1: like, well,
0: like Ram- the theme Rambo, tune
1: Rambo. For when we come on here. Ram-
2: Rambo is kind of a big deal, like. So. But so yeah. I've heard. I, I, I wondered, I wondered how, I wondered how you go with that Rambo. I thought, um, I thought it's something different. He's obviously got. Talent, talent there, and uh, let's let's put that talent to good use for uh,
1: for your own good, Rambo. Certainly, certainly, that sounds good to me. If, if Matthews up
3: to the challenge, uh, then I mean, someone else could do better. Just saying, it's a podcast challenge.
1: A, yeah, if anyone yeah. else wants to go. Well, if
2: we get enough, we could host like our own Eurovision, like on the Friday night. Oh, oh. that'd be crazy. Rambo, vision. Rambo
3: Vision. Rambo
1: Vision, yes.
3: <laughs> like chuckle vision and eurovision and the same thing you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Chucklevision>. um, <laughs> uh, no I, I, well I like that idea that sounds that seems good to me um and uh i I certainly I, as I say I've listened to some of the other tracks and they're all they're all really good and like nice to listen to um and uh, and as i say the wife as i was sending on the whatsapp group that we we had to set up this podcast the, the wife likes them as well so um
3: yeah well thank you very much that, that actually does mean a lot it's, it's great to hear somebody who's critiqued my uh my ability to stand up quickly um telling me uh that, that, you know they love, they love stuff and yeah congratulations on your wedding as well i don't think i actually said but um yeah no like
1: woo. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, the last podcast was pretty much a review of the wedding by Nick. Uh, <laughs> Nick, by the way, had never had never experienced Loch Lomond at a wedding until my wedding.
3: Oh wow! Yeah, that, that, that's that's amazing. And you had your wedding at Loch Lomond. That, that that's even cooler.
1: No, no, my wedding was at cramond but you know the Loch Lomond, um, like run rig at the end of the night. Everyone.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Bride and groom uh type thing uh this that was nick's first experience of it and uh that was more uh, brutal than division two
3: (laughs) (laughs) did you get trampled nick yes oh there's always one there's always one
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, nick was at the the awkward part of the shape as well because we didn't quite have a circle because there there was quite a lot of people left so there was a sort of circle around the dance floor and then a sort of like a blob bit up where the tables were and back down so yeah, it sort of converged in a weird way when everyone started running in. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was the first time Nick had experienced it, and I the, I think you found it quite difficult, Nick, didn't you?
2: Well, I was more thinking that I'm pretty sure that this is something that if we ever do get to Monday, Monday, Monday again at Nationals, it definitely needs to be done before face-off.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that.
1: Now, um, just for everyone that's listening, um, we... Uh, d- being respectful, I played that on Spotify. So Matthew's now earned 0.007 pence um, from the BIHA. Um, if you did listen to it and you do like it, please go on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you get music from. Give it a listen, um, download it, whatever, but make sure that Matthew's getting some of that change back in his pocket. He's very good to let us play it on the podcast. Um, and uh, yeah, keep arts alive, everyone. That's um, all I can say. Um, and uh, I'm sure Matthew appreciates it more than you know. Like I don't know who you're listening to these days. Ellen John. Ellen John. Ellen John doesn't need that. Listen, give it to Matthew. Um, of course. Anyway, um, lastly, Matthew, I'm going to let you go shortly because I know that you're going to get ready for for this uh, this thing, and it's been great having you on. Um, but there is something we talked to Nick about uh, that will maybe surprise Nick. Um, but what sort of sports movies are you into? Have you have you watched any sports movies? Are you uh, you a fan of any?
3: Um oh wait, are you asking me or are you asking Nick? I'm
1: asking you. I'm asking you. you. Oh yeah.
3: Um I I love hockey movies actually. Um I, I don't really do uh, now I'm thinking about it. I watched Moneyball recently. Moneyball was brilliant. That that was that was some film. But um like your kinda more serious sports movies are the sort of things I like to watch. Um uh, Miracle is a great one. Um what else? Coach Carter is a personal favourite as well. Um yeah, I, I don't really watch I don't really have time to watch anything lately. Um and before like I moved in with a guy that played for the stags like a year ago and he had this entire bookcase full of like mm-hmm. old like cool cult movies and I'd never seen a single one of them. And he made it his job to educate me for a while, and um, most of the time I had to leave halfway through because I was either working or gigging or playing hockey or yeah. So um, I'm a very uneducated person in terms of cult movies, but uh, I do love the above listed movies, and I've still not seen The Mighty Ducks. I need to watch The Mighty Ducks. Well,
1: that, um, that's not quite seamless because that's what I was about. To, that's what I'm going to talk to Nick about after. Uh... We're going to preview uh, the new series that starts on oh. Disney+. Plus.
2: Uh, very, very quickly, just jumping in. Um, can you confirm or deny that uh, the Glasgow Stag success uh, in the recent past two years, their rapid rise to the top, is based around that you're doing your own version of Moneyball?
3: Of course, yeah. We're analytically examining every single person. And this guy that plays for the Northumbria Kings, we just can't get a read on him, man, is... Evil, I've, I've, I've yeah, nah, like we, we just don't know. He's, he's an unknown quantity, or we're trying to understand where we can put players and best it. So we decided to put a six foot ten defenseman on him um, for the next game that we play against them. Um, and um, we're gonna play Locke Lomans in a Bluetooth headset, a right, headset in the guy's ears, and just tell him what the song's all about. So yeah, wow. uh, you got that to look forward to. Well, I'm very much looking forward
1: to that. <laughs> um... Yeah, well uh, the Stags version of Moneyball buying buying wins as they say in Moneyball and um, and I suppose that brings me to, to the last thing. What's it like being embarrassed by Jeffrey Hel- Hemlin at training? Um, because that guy was was one of the absolute highlights of Nationals and I had to bring him up because there's a Stags the Stags goalie on uh, who faced him probably who are, or who will have faced him more than other BIHA goalies. Uh, what, what's it like dealing with that on a weekly basis?
3: um oh <laughs> yeah uh, he had a hard shot a very 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 hard shot but like he, he i i don't know like what it was about me just had this ability to know where you were going to move um i stopped him more times than i thought i would um like to be honest like i'll always say the hardest person to stop in training has and always will be matthew preston um but hemlin man he was just he was sick he, there was not a single thing wrong with his game and he quite honestly terrified me and like i i could hear your surprise when i was watching the stream back like a week later when you're like who is this guy um and yeah just some of the goals he scored were so filthy like i was yeah, yeah, yeah. oh just yeah, yeah. yeah oh no nah, like I'm, I'm not gonna talk anymore because i'm actually going red in embarrassment thinking about what i uh what, what, what I put myself through to go to training with that guy. I used to give him a ride to training as well, and then we'd get in the car and he'd be like, "That was fun," and I'm like, "No, it wasn't." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Nick and I talked after after nationals. Um, I think we had to with the Andrew Rafter goal, which was the sort of in, in Division One where he went coast to coast and scored this game tying goal, which was just unreal. And then um, that was the one where I think. If I remember right, Nick, we agreed you should have got all three points on the goal by himself. Yes. Um and then the other one was was the Hemlin goal where he brings it down shoulder height, beats a guy, beats somebody else, scores a goal. Oh, just yeah, it, it was incredible player to watch. And I just wanted to get the stags a stags goalie perspective on on uh, what
3: it what it's like facing him, essentially. He's terrifying. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um like he first rocked up and he rocked up and he was drinking a monster and like the first time we met him he was coming to a game with us. Uh, this is a game we played against Leeds and I think he scored a hat trick. And then he said, "I felt bad, so I stopped scoring." <laughs> I don't mean I don't, like I don't mean that in any disrespect to the Leeds Griffins, but um, he was just he was in a league of his own, man. He'd like hop in for a face off and just like kind of like just amble in and then he'd be like, "Cool, take the face off, just deke six people." Um, Including the ref and uh, score. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, Too cool. cool. so good. Yeah. So anyway, um, before we let you, uh, for you head off, I'm not trying to kick you out, but I know that you've got places to be. Uh, before you head off, what is there anyone you want to give a big shout out to? Um, and uh, if you've got any new stuff coming out or anything you want to give a plug, uh, now is an open forum for you to do so.
3: Oh, brilliant! I, I love an open stage. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to my family, my sister Yasmin. Um, she's actually in the other room on a Zoom call at the same time, so the Wi-Fi signal is doing us uh, doing us bits. But um, yeah, uh, shout out to all the guys at Stags. Um, thanks for putting up with me because uh, I don't shut up. Like listening to that song is the longest I've shut up for in about six months. So uh, yeah, um, thanks to them. And yeah, in terms of new stuff. I'm, starting to record uh, an album as part of my dissertation um so that's going to be recorded hopefully out by early next year because it's a long process recording an album like just getting in the studio and getting everything organized so yeah album coming out next year shout out to all the above and uh thanks for having me
1: thanks very much and hopefully that ramble song will be in the album. Uh, maybe it's a bonus track hidden somewhere in it.
3: You never know. The deluxe version. The deluxe version. It's gonna be called the Rambo version.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so thanks so much for uh, for coming on, Matt. Um, I hope the Stags recruitment um, it's not recruitment night, but taster session goes really well. You've Got lots of new faces. Nick and I love seeing seeing the newbies um at nationals. It's just as much fun as the top tier.
3: I um, love it too. The
1: new players, so. Hope you have a, have an absolute smashing night, um, and uh, and we will speak again soon because I I don't know about you Nick but it's been a, it's been a pleasure having Matthew on.
2: Yeah, has been indeed. We need yeah. a, with the, we need need a new resident uh, goalie of the Northern Regions who's actually in the country <laughs> to be regular regular guests. So.
3: What can I say? I'm a keeper.
2: Spot, spot is open, and yeah, good. he got good puns as well, Rambo. We should keep, definitely should keep him around.
1: <laughs> Excellent. All right, Matt. Well, we'll we'll let you go, and uh, Nick and I have got a few things to chat to with the upcoming BI, uh, BIJ AGM, um, and uh, and a little a little chat about um, the upcoming Mighty Duck series and how we might handle that, which is a very open forum at the moment because we haven't discussed it at all. Um, so you've got all that to look forward to. Um, thanks so much to Matthew as I say. Go on Spotify, go on Apple Music, and give him a listen. Thank you, Matthew. Have a great night.
3: Cheers, Rambo. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs> um, Nick, uh, so now that I've got you on your own, Uh, top bloke to speak to, yeah?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Talented, uh, talented on the ice and obviously very talented off the ice too. So uh
1: future is yeah. bright. Yeah, certainly. I mean, for the length of time he's been playing, um, and goals and stuff. Yeah, he's a, he's he's very self-aware of he's got some flaws and stuff. As as do we all. Um, but yeah, a, a good talent on nice as you say. Um, and uh, and then that, that that's a cracking cracking tune as well. I really do you know listen to that quite regularly. So um, yeah, it was it was it was a weird that was a that was a weird uh, kind of new vibe tip. It, it was it was quite enjoyable having a wee listen through, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, that was uh, certainly in, well, it's a podcast exclusive first. So God knows what else, what are other barriers you can smash through?
1: Yeah, Dave has definitely created a monster. Um... <laughs>
2: Dave, Dave is Dr. Frankenstein and you are the monster.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Nick, yeah. Um, Let's to get into sort of more uh, BIG chat. Um, the AGM's coming up on the second, um, as is my NFL trip, my first of two, three NFL trips this ne- uh, in October. Um, what's uh, what's going through your mind? What's you know, is there anything arising? I think you said that the cup entries were a little bit low at the moment. What's you've been keeping your eye on things, how, how are things going? Yeah, um,
2: not necessarily up for naming and shaming people but um, there are quite a few large um, clubs that may be represented by large large modes of public transport maybe um, or represented by well-known cheese characters um, who might want to put in uh, put in their entries because they they <clears throat> uh, I'm sure saw somewhere about them being quite like one of the most largest and successful teams in the country as, as part of their branding for this year, in which case click a couple of buttons and let us know what you're doing please, Nottingham Mavs thank you I'm not up for
1: naming and shaming but it's the Mavs so I will um, <laughs> pretty much yeah, um, so yeah because uh, you're going to be helping uh, Dave and I finalise this uh, the groupings issue because there will be a little bit of not um, tomfoolery, but there'll be a little bit of maybe having to rejig certain things because there'll be rankings that maybe are a little out of date with certain teams that maybe didn't play last year and coming back and um, or certain teams that played last year and didn't play in 2019, the last time we had a season, that sort of thing. So um, you're going to be part of that process um, and doing a little bit of, I presume, helping me make sure that I've not given the Kings three games in one day like I did once before. Um, and that sort of stuff. Uh, is, that, yeah. is, that, is that the chat?
2: I think that summarises it quite well. I think, uh, well, it's always good to get someone else to check your work, but, um, yeah, it's 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 kind of, I don't know about you, I know you're the person who has to do all the hard work with all the fixtures and everything, but um, kind of maybe the last step back to kind of normality.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, it really is. And what I'm looking forward to this year um, is is actually doing the fixtures... Once. A couple of a couple of nights or a few nights and, and then i being done. Um, as I said to you, last season was quite quite tricky uh, with teams coming maybe last minute and having to change who their opponent was and all that stuff. Teams now will be under cup rules like they were before, so there'll not be any messing about with fixtures afterwards unless it's just something you know that we can work together with as I've always done. But you know we shouldn't have the sort of the same level of stress with Referees not known about games until the last minute and stuff like that, so that that's that's going to be a big benefit for me, and I'm I'm quite looking forward to to putting that out there. Um, in terms of uh with you know I don't want to go into what teams are entry. Um, we've now at the AGM first first time I think it's going to be fully in person again. Um, I don't know if they're doing a live stream or anything this time. Um, but I think really Nick, if you don't go to the AGM, you don't have any you know. You really can't moan about something that comes after, I think it's probably fair to say.
2: Hey, God, Rambo, you've been involved in this for long enough years to realise that that's not going to make one hoot of difference about whether or not people are going to complain or not. I like your wishful thinking, but that's absolute hogwash. Even people who do turn up to the AGM or don't turn up to the AGM are all going to want the two penneth of input. And that's what we are at this open forum. See what people bring. I always enjoy that segment. <laughs> what every year.
1: Yeah. So you'll be at the AGM, and um, I'll not be. Uh, I'll be in London. Um, but uh, what are you looking forward to most about the AGM?
2: Well, I, I'm really looking forward to obviously the the fact that we get fed, and mainly what Andy's chosen for what we're going to get that day is uh, is normally in there. I'm guessing it's probably going to be the um, like the, the steak pie with the big lumpy potatoes that you love so much, in which case I'll make sure that I save some for you to uh, send up for, for yourself. Um, and along with your assorted amount of baked goods that obviously you have missed out on. Um, but no, it's, I think it's a big moment this year in terms of, again, as we said, it's a turn the page trying to get back to normal, but there's going to be lots of clubs who I, I, I the utmost respect to Matthew there talking about his experiences that he's had over the last year or two, but this is, you guys are up for something completely different now. Like the cup season is a very different, different beast altogether. And people need to realize, and I've tried where possible to reiterate to the people who've talked to me about it, you're making quite a large commitment. Yeah. And suffer the consequences will be tied if you can't do it. So um, advise and proceed with caution, but also be sensible about what you what you're putting yourself out for and what you're going to do. Also, equally, don't undersell yourselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I think if there's one club that I think as a as a I say a new club, I mean they've essentially been around since 2019, but there's one new club to the cup competition that I think will take to it very quickly. I think it's the Stags, just within hundred oh, 100%. 100%. Um, percent yeah they've got they've got the players who are keen um and they've done well recruiting um i'm pretty sure tonight will be the night that they start thinking towards having a d team for for na- next year's nationals or uh, um because they do such a good job at recruiting uh, at glasgow and I'm more power to them uh but um i am looking forward to seeing some of the the old matchups and some of the some new matchups um if uh, you know We've, we've got lots of new things to look forward to and I'm, I'm looking forward to some new new players getting that cup experience. There's nothing quite like it for a newbie when you're told that your first game of the season is coming up and you're like all excited and then it's at Whitley Bay at midnight on a Tuesday. Quarter past midnight. Castle. Sorry? Quarter
0: past
1: midnight. Quarter past midnight on a Tuesday. And it's so weird because on this on the site it says 23.59, but that's just to make sure the refs turn up on the right day. <laughs>
3: I could, I
2: could, the year before I started sending that to you, I can remember the carnage that it caused every single week of like, is this game on Tuesday or is it Wednesday? I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, brilliant, brilliant. Well, Nick, I think there's not much more we can see on the EGM. Um, but I think we can chat a little bit about. Um, something that just was brought to our attention by Rob Grant, who um, had his finger on the pulse. Uh, the uh, the new Mighty Ducks series is is coming out, uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers Season 2. Um, kind of a weird time to release it since it was, or was it this time last year and it just didn't seem like it because we were locked in the house or something?
2: No, I, I, I was trying to remember this because I couldn't honestly, first of all, when I saw Rob's thing, I honestly racked my brains that I couldn't remember how it had ended and then I and then I did remember um but mainly was kind of like oh I would seen nothing whatsoever about this and considering it's like what a couple of days away is it not it
1: comes out on the 28th uh yes 28th or 29th um I think it's I think it's Wednesday
2: but then yeah ma- mainly obviously as as per the the little the little chat there um Legally, my um, my representation has told me not to um, obviously get too much into discussions until my contract's been signed with who I'm uh, who I'm providing this content for. What? <laughs> well, as as per the thing, I don't know whether this is going to be a BYJ exclusive event like it was last time, or whether or not another rival podcast is going to come along and and decide to take uh,
1: it. So I don't I don't know. It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, we've got you know. All Blaise, No Glories now done six episodes. I had a weird spurt of engagement where about ninety people from America downloaded the podcast overnight on Saturday. Um, don't know how that happened. Um, did, did did
2: Maggie Benson and Burke get like just a little bit overexcited with the refresh button?
1: No, because there was none in New Jersey um, or Rochester. So it was bizarrely there was there was quite a lot in sort of places I'd never heard of before oh, well. um, in maybe, California maybe, and stuff.
2: Maybe your voice is reaching new new and foreign locations.
1: Yeah, well I've got two I've had two lessons from from India and neither of them were in Delhi, which was weird as well. Um, one from Sweden, which was uh, which was Dave from Hockey Fever. Um, but yeah. You know, breaking new ground i suppose breaking new ground i think i think essentially um we did do it before when it was uh, it was all on facebook but i think probably that's not the best forum for people to watch it
2: no um, i think and- i think we maybe have to do podcasts but short a little little review ones kind of that we might have tried to do before but um i think as you're uh, as as old blaze no glories – uh Part time wannabe manager, I would suggest that you keep to the serious content and let the BYJ podcast deal with the riffraff.
1: I think so. I think I think it's specifically hockey thingy and it goes away from my, my theory of trying to cover different sports week to week. Um. <laughs> we never know. Maybe the Mighty Ducks aren't playing hockey this time. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I finally got somebody to talk to about broomball, which is, I've been. <laughs> I've been messaging all these different play, all these different uh, broomball teams to see if one of them will speak to me. None of them have answered yet. They must think I'm taking the mic. Um, but genuinely, I would like to speak to someone about broomball, ringette. Um, oh, maybe, oh, ringette. That's what I said, ringette. Mm-hmm, I was ringette for you. Yeah, broomball, ringette, um, or any weird sport in general. It doesn't have to even be ice-based. You know, um, I say weird, but niche sport. Um, I've been trying to get someone to talk about tech ball, uh, which is like table tennis crossed with volleyball and football is utterly bizarre. Um, So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So that, that's, that's what I've been doing in the Oblays No Glory front. Um, But in terms of Mighty Ducks, I think we should do it, but maybe do it once every two weeks
2: yeah, I think it gives us a little bit more to talk about because I'm guessing what they're going to be like half an hour long episodes again. So
1: yeah, plus we'll it's a bit easier plus. for us to schedule recording it.
2: Yeah, because like we're we both pretty pretend to be pretty busy.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that I think that's fair enough. Um, yeah, let, let's say uh, let's 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 do that and uh,
2: it's been all- agreed. I'll I'll get Andrew, our our overlord Andrew Miller, to rubber stamp the contract on uh, in person on Sunday.
1: Cool. <laughs> so, um, Nick, I'm not sure there's much else to talk about. I mean, by the time I suppose that we, uh, we were next on and the, the NHL of have, have faced off on the 7th of October, any early thoughts on who might win that?
2: Um, I could probably bet you any money it's not going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs just because that's how history works. Um, but you never know. Anything could happen. Uh. Arizona, again, look good. There's, it's it's the same group of teams as it was before. I know the NHL quotes this whole parity thing with the drafting and everything else. But, yeah, it's the same teams again and again and again and again. And again.
1: Yeah, but there's also a thing. You can be a first overall draft pick. And um, when, you, when you go to a team, if the team's not very good, then you're not going to make a difference immediately. And the team needs to bring in people around you to make that yeah,
2: difference. Exactly. You become... A team that has sold everything to become the worst team to get the best young player then has to put the best young player in a team that's got nothing left. Exactly. Instantly, they become a good player because they're the best player on that team, mostly. But then you ain't got anything to surround them with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know that Jack Eichel wasn't first overall, but you look at Jack Eichel and you're a little bit like, well, if Jack Eichel had... If the Sabres had invested in putting a team around Jack Eichel, I think he would be a better player today than he he is now, um, because he's not he's not kicked on to the levels of like McDavid, for example. Um, so you know.
2: Also, to be fair to Jack, who obviously is an avid listener of the podcast, um, he McDavid did have a fully functioning neck for the, all of his career so far, unlike Mister Eichel.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know there's other things, but they just, they didn't look after, you've got to look after these new guys when they come in. You,
2: as, as you well know, Rambo, and you've said this before, you have to look after the talent.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why, Andy, this year is happening. We want hobnobs, for goodness sake. It's not much task. Anyway, um, although Leeds brought us hobnobs every week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the NHL, we've got. Uh, we're, we're, I mean, who do you think is going to win there? Do you think the, the Penguins are going to go back to the show? Or?
0: Um,
2: I think New York Rangers are going to be there and thereabouts this year. Good young up, upcoming team, got some key star players as well. I think they're maybe ready to take a step. Um, I, I will again say it as much as I've just had a dig at them. Uh for all the people that I work with from Toronto, I've always forecast to them that if the Toronto Maple Leafs ever break the hoodoo and actually do win a playoff round, just because it's how the world works, they then will win three more and win the Stanley Cup and it'll all be a miracle and they'll make films about it. But uh, I don't know. Again, Colorado, Calgary, some pretty good-looking teams, but I don't know. Long, old, regular season. <laughs>
1: Who is the best, the most likely Canadian hope out of this? Because, you know, there's not been a Canadian team won. I mean, there's always loads of Canadians, let's be honest. But there's not been a Canadian team won the NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup since 1993. So who's the, who's the, the team with the You know, most it's probably,
2: down? if you were looking at all six of them, or however many there is, it's probably either a, uh, an Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto top three between those and and see what happens like again at some point i I do truly believe that mcdavid will transform into his final evolution of pokemon and basically just obliterate everybody else in front of him and and decide that he's going to score 100 points in 16 games and win the Stanley cup by himself (laughs) well it will happen
1: like i hope they're flying this season when i when i get there um, and just um, and just moving away to matters closer to home um, have you been watching any of the Elite League since it started? I um, haven't, I'm going to be confess I haven't watched any
2: I've, I've seen a little bit of it in which case uh, it was very nice of the Nottingham Panthers after two games into the season to write a letter to all their fans apologising for how bad they've been in two games, a little bit of an overreaction maybe, maybe give them a little bit longer to settle in um, but yeah, same old story, Elite League Likely to be the same characters there at the end again, which uh, not necessarily boring, but predictable is a word that you could go with perhaps. But um, should be interesting.
1: So, it's, it's maybe a, it's maybe a, a thought for another day. Um, but it would be interesting to, to spitball ideas that could make the Elite League a little bit more unpredictable. Um, you know, it's Belfast, Cardiff, Sheffield. Um, Nottingham are the teams that are most likely to to be there or thereabouts Um, and then the other ones are sort of also rants to a certain extent Um, and I think it's great like the the clan have a ridiculously loyal fan base the Flyers have a ridiculously loyal fan base the Stars actually their arena is normally full as well Um, but you know and that's just I, I guess that's a few teams closest to me but it doesn't seem to me that when you're watching Elite League, there's you, you know, the end game is going to be probably those four teams, or maybe one team will usurp one of them. But in general terms, it's uh, it's the same old, same old, I, I think. And that's one of the biggest flaws with the Elite League um, and the Elite League yeah. in general. I mean, I guess for me, it must you know, I suppose if Scotland started thumping everyone in the Six Nations, I wouldn't be complaining about it if they'd done it every year. But for me, it was difficult to kind of see the glory in being a team that's just pounding on everyone because you've got more money to bring in better, more experienced players.
2: Well, to be fair, Rambo, you did enough complaining when you were getting pounded at the bottom of the table at the Six Nations for year after year after year after year. So maybe maybe it's about time it happened the other way for you. Then again, good old Italy sticking in there for you.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's time we let the old ways die. Um, anyway, um, let's not dwell too much on, on hockey uh, close to home. Nick and I, I guess, will be back with a, with a Mighty Ducks um, review in a couple of weeks' time. So that's 28. I'm just trying to work this out. I'm also just
2: not, to be fair, anyone who's listened to this part of the podcast is obviously an avid listener and, and, and is used to our shenanigans. Um We're probably going to have some explaining to do with how people got to where they were in the Cup,
1: maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that will form part of the first Mighty Ducks episode.
2: Um, No, we're going to have to explain, but because the Mighty Ducks beat the other team, they then took their name and all the rest of it, in which case we'll apply that logic for when we're looking at the rankings for the Cup this year. So-and-so beat so-and-so, so so they're now called the so-and-sos. And yeah, we'll do it that way. (laughs)
1: right okay well thanks to everyone for who who made it past Matthew Gibb and didn't just switch off Um, good for you guys Um, (laughs) and uh, thanks to Matthew Gibb for coming on Um, I know we've said it a couple of times but you've got to say it at the end Um, and and thanks to you Nick for just being a, a wonderful guy did you say we're on episode like 77 no we're not quite on 77 we're on 70 something
2: Well, I was about to say, like in in 70-odd episodes, you've never done that before, so I must have been particularly good this week. So uh, there you go. Well, thank you know what, Rambo? An overdue thanks from everybody out there in BYJ land to you. Oh, thank you very much. And we'll all look forward to April when we can sing your song.
1: (laughs) I'm looking forward to that too. Um, So all that's left to be said is that's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me.